0: in order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and, and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you. So you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that, that maybe isn't giving you that, that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about, uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like, like, Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash iFanboy. Aloha! This is Jeff McPherson, Dr. Tiki of Tiki Bar TV, and you're
1: listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, where Josh, Connor, and Ron are talking comic books. Cheers and mahalo.
0: Fanboy.com pick of the week podcast episode 189 and if you're one of the lucky ones we are broadcasting today live from Ustream.tv. otherwise regular show uh, i am josh flanagan and i'm here with Connor kilpatrick hello and ron richards howdy ifanboy.com is our website we started that because we like comic books we read a lot of them like you talk about them every week we all read our stacks of comic books and, pick the, and one of us has to pick the one that they thought was best for them, their, their opinion. They say, <laughs> that, the pick of the week. Yeah, that's coming up a lot lately. Um, you can, then there's a review that goes up there. And then uh, on the weekend we come together. We do this podcast. We talk about that book. We talk about other books from the week and, and some, other, some other little things. Um, before we get going, if you are listening to this and you have not read your books yet, there will be spoilers. And we wouldn't want to ruin them for you. So um, don't listen, but really, it doesn't really matter. It's yeah. fun anyway, right? Am I right? You're right. Um, Says come you. Come on. Jeez, I, th- I think you might have had the pick this week. I, I, it's hard to tell because it wasn't much activity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, it was one of those weeks where I didn't realize I'd break the internet, but I did. Um, <laughs> nice. So this week, I had actually a ton of books. Um, it was a really, really big week. In addition, the Starman on the bus volume three came out and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I spent like over $100 this week. But... Um, and there was the whole big hoopla with Captain America, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, and like lots of shit happened in comics. If you looked across, you know, like uh, with you know Invincible and with Ultimatum, and you know there's a big Brew Baker Week and all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I got through my whole stack of books, which was like that thick, which was really a lot, um, you know, I had to, you know, I had to go back to Phonogram Singles Club Number Three is the book that I thoroughly had the most fun and got the most enjoyment out of it. Um, so for those, you know, many of you listen are uh, regular listeners, listeners to the iFanboy stuff and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So you know my opinion of the Phonogram series and that I really do enjoy it. Um, but for those who might have never heard of it, there's always a new listener, always a new reader. Just to give a quick recap to catch you all up, uh, Phonogram is a uh, book by uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. And uh, the first volume came out a couple of years ago from Image Comics, and it's available on trade Paperback. And what it is is the cross-section of, uh, of music and magic told in comic form, um, the music being a uh, kind of centered in and around the world of Britpop, which is uh, one of my favorite genres of music. So, so it was like, ooh, this is the comic for me. But um, – but so uh, the magic stuff I could kind of do without, but that's okay um, because I've, I've learned to be okay with it. So the first series came out in Trey Paperback. It was great. It was in black and white, and it was really something that was, um, that was different out there. But you know, every time we talk about it, we always caveated it saying, listen, if you're not into Britpop, you, pr- you probably aren't going to like this or you won't, be, you won't get the references. You might not be as into it or, or whatever. Um, but, I don't
2: know, that's, that's not true
1: Well, yeah, that, and that, So when I sat down and after I finished this issue And the, the gist of my review on iFanboy.com If you go and read it, was, you know, fuck it Just read the comic book, don't worry about the music Don't worry about the references You don't actually need to know it Yes, it's great if you're a fan of Britpop And you're a fan of, of, of indie music or, And all this kind of stuff But it's the comic book is not about the music The comic book is about The, the people that they're telling stories about And the, the whole magic world And all that kind of stuff um, this particular series that is currently an issue for him, the, the, the third issue is, uh, it's called Phonogram, the Singles Club, and they're all one and done issues, um, we talked about the first issue when it came out, um, they're all little vignette stories of telling about the different characters in one night in Bristol, in the UK, at a club, uh, December 23rd, 2006, I believe, and, um, it's all happening at one club. Uh, Seth Bingo and the Silent Girl are DJing. There are three rules to the night of DJing that it's all female vocals, everyone must dance, and no magic. And uh, basically, that's the premise. And so we've had two issues so far, which have focused on different characters. Uh, the third issue, though, focused on the character of Emily Astor um, as she gets dragged to the club by David Cole, who was the protagonist in the first series. And we kind of get this kind of glimpse into her life. And it is really, this was really a, a great. Character piece, you know, as as they all tend to be. um, As we learn who Emily is, we learn who she was, and how she comes to grips with that, and her hatred of you know her, you know her, not hatred, but her, you know, uh, struggles with life and struggles with um, who she is and her identity. the the what's really interesting is that what I find funny is that like when the the no magic rule to, to, for the night at the club was there, um, I I was really happy because I'm not really into the magic stuff. But they totally sneak the magic stuff in. It's just a way to get me
2: to shut up and be fine about the. magic. Well, the is, magic yeah. is so minor to what's going on. It's just like it's it is about the people. And I didn't really love the first series mostly because it was really heavy it into the magic. It was heavy magic, yeah. yeah. And 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 this one is more is. The, the the trick is you go to the club where you can't have magic, so then the magic becomes much more less. There is there are there are magical elements to it, and it's fine. It's not too bad. Yeah. But you, Ron, you weren't actually on the show when two came out. I thought it wasn't. Two two was the best one for me, but I, I liked this one as well. It's it is about the people. The second issue was all about a guy who was missing his ex girlfriend and the memories he had of her in the club. And this issue is all about the girl who she's having severe identity issues. She she clearly changed her entire look in life because something happened. And she's wrestling with that. Her old identity keeps showing up in the mirror and taunting her. And it, it was really, it was a really interesting character piece. And the, the, the music, you said at the beginning, it's all about Britpop. But the I don't really know Britpop that well beyond what Ron sends me. And and I don't need the references are not that important. It's about the people in the in the club making the references. I and mean, I- that's important thing and the thing is, is that the
1: with the with the references um, you know they provide two pages of annotations that kind of both me- that explain who the bands are that they're referencing as well as like they actually take which I thought was really smart take quotes like when there were quotes in the comics it refers to what this quote means so if you want to know what it is then you can go find out about it but the thing is, is that like you don't need to know who Elastica was you don't need to know who you know who, who these bands are you just get the idea that it's a band that this person likes this person doesn't like and go with it if you do like the music it does make it that much more enjoyable and fun, it, but it's like any—it's like a Kevin Smith movie, you know. Like if you're not—if right. you're not into movies and not into comics and science fiction and Star Wars, you're not going to get those references. But it doesn't change the fact that um, that there's—you know—that it's a story being told about a girl and her, her life and, and this night at the club, and that's really translating that experience of going out with your friends and going to a, you know going to a club to see the band or see you know hear, hear a DJ play, and really capturing those emotions really well, which is hard when you think about the medium the fact that it's a comic book and it's you know static images yet the energy of the music playing and the people's reaction and drinking and, and being with your friends and all that kind of stuff is it to, for me at least you know like i i'm really into music and i've you know for years i've gone to shows and gone to you know gone out and and if anything nothing's ever come close to kind of grabbing how that feels um, and so that's one you know one of the main main things that one of the main reasons why i like it so much and a lot of that has to do with the the uh, art of Jamie McKelvey and also the colors of uh, Matthew Wilson who i think you know deserves just as much credit um, yep. you know, in, in terms of you know, producing this, you know, this experience of this comic. Um, we've talked about McKelvey's work since you know since we first saw him the phonogram, and then he did Suburban Glamour and now with the, with this stuff, and every issue his art gets better. I know that we I, I know that we say this every time we talk about him, but this one what particularly got me was that you know the the characters are emoting and the the acting is, is just is that much more evolved and nobody's in costume, this isn't a superhero book, yet every character has a distinct look um, it's real easy with his like, simple lines and, and, and you know, his kind of style to um, have people kind of start to look the same, yet he's you know, working in subtle things like the, the length of uh, Emily's chin and, you know, and, and little subtle things to make the characters look distinctive and look unique, even the characters in the crowd.
2: Yeah, I think this is the best his, his art has looked, especially the coloring is, is really augments it, but just in general, the art is great. I, what, I, what I love about this comic is that it is like being at the club, it's, and it's like the camera turns with every issue to a new person in the club. We follow them through, and we snake the camera around there, and sometimes it overlaps with the other cam, with the other group, and it's, and it's, it's just a really, it's a really, you're right, it captures the club experience, because you're at this place, you follow one person, you veer off to somebody else, and you come back around again, and I think... You know, I don't know if it's going to come together at the end or not, but it, at this point it doesn't need to. It's just, it's just fun. Also the backup story we should mention. Oh, both um, backup stories were all, there are two backup stories. This, yeah. this, this book is 350.
1: You get a full story, two backup stories, plus the annotations, uh, interview with the knife. I mean, like they really make it you know uh, a, a lot for your money, but the backup stories:
2: Do
0: they have to call them co-features??
2: No, they did not have to call them co-features. Okay, See, there so you go. Backup? Yeah. yeah. But, Connor, what about the backup story did you like? Well, the, the one backup story I really liked was the s- summary of the first series. Yeah. Which made it seem much more fun than I thought it was <laughs> when I actually read it. But um, there was a basically the, the, the character sitting around in a bar talking about what happened in the first series, which, yeah. was, which was fun. Um, yeah. And then the second one was, was conceptual but also fun. But yeah, the second,
1: second one was funny if you're into that music and all that kind of stuff. But, um, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean I, I, I love, love this series. And yeah, there are a lot of comic books that came out. But at the end of the day, the, one, the book that I spent the most time with, like by reading the backup material and just enjoying it, was this one. I liked it so much I bought a page. Like I actually bought the page. Which when, page? Did you buy the dancing page? Yeah, when they're
2: all dancing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to your house and steal it. Thanks.
1: Yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? My, that was a really comment. great page. it
2: yeah. was very visceral that that panel where they're dancing. Yeah, it was he he captured that really well. Yeah. So, I really do like this book a lot. It's really great.
1: Yeah. So phonogram. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be these are gonna be collected in trade, and it's gonna be fun to read. But but just pick up the issue, give it a shot. If you want something different, if you want something that's not typical, and and uh, and the end of the day, aside from the music, it's about the people and it's about the, the 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 emotions and all that kind of stuff. And so you know, if you can separate yourself from the fact that you're not into that music or whatever, I strongly strongly recommend it.
0: So See. See. I liked this issue. Um, I did no it, I did one it stopped well. enough for me to say anything, but uh, people wondered. Uh, like I didn't. I wasn't so uh, so keen on it last time, but I actually, dug – No, I'm talking about phonogram. I oh, we're back to word. phonogram. Okay. I just <laughs> neither of you shut up long enough. So.
1: Well, you don't read it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I think, did think you see? read it. I didn't think you read it.
0: <sighs> it it hurts to presume, is what I'm saying.
1: Okay. Did you anyway? Like it?
0: Um. Yeah. No, I did. I like my. I think my favorite part was the, sort of the way that they put together the the girl who changed her her uh you know, image, I guess. And I thought that was a really interesting way of doing that because I've seen that happen so many times. Right. Like like when I used to be all into um death metal. And I just <laughs> giant your
1: dark period, right?
0: Giant, giant, giant pants. Huge. Or the yellow hair. Yellow hair I had. I yeah, it's huge. I, that's actually not true at all. Um so so Monday morning we 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 said, hey, we should do something about this big Captain America story that's coming up. So I, I I cleared my morning and I went into the city and and got uh got the book uh so I could write a review on it and then every nobody talked about the book they just talked because nobody could get it apparently they, they just talked about this is the stupidest thing that Marvel's ever done so there's two conversations you can have about this book
2: let's the talk convers- about the book itself and then talk about what happened right. with the book yeah, that's, yeah. That's right so so let's have the
0: conversation about the book itself because at the end of the day that's the part that's going to stick around and that's what's going to matter when everybody forgets about everything else um. I thought this was a fairly strong issue. For $5, you get a big, big comic book. Um, this wasn't, like, the best issue of Captain America ever. In fact, I think the parts that I enjoyed about it the most were the co-features uh, in the back. But still, um, the, the Brubaker chunk at the beginning, um, that's sort of a it, – it, it heads us into, I guess, the final act of this assassination of Captain America thing where it was a little convenient that Sharon Carter suddenly like, was like, hey, I remember what happened.
1: Um, it was kind of well, a Well, hang on. Uh, I got a so- point about that. Well, she remembers what happened, and the main thing is that she remembers the gun that she used, and she remembers handing off the gun. and on gun. This, yeah, and the thing is, is that if you go back, th- like, this is why I'm, o- I'm okay with whatever Brubaker is doing, because this is part of the plan, because it, cause if you look in the Captain America omnibus, there's a section of the script of, of uh, Captain America 25 that is blacked out. Yeah. And really? that, then if you go back in the issue, this gun exists in 25. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we'll change what the gun is, you know. What I mean, like this is no, big... no. I
2: don't think anybody's saying that. Yeah. I think just the whole idea in cool. general that this is a special magic. read you know, the, the, oh right, timing. yeah.
1: But but the thing, but the th- thing. No, I, I mean, I've read online, I've heard people complain, like, oh, it's convenient that the, oh, the, all of a sudden the gun is an issue. But that was, I think, it was always the plan. You know, that was always yeah, no, the out I, I yeah. sure So
0: um, the the other thing about this was that the the main story, the Rubik or bit, sort of. It, he's done this a few times where like. He he takes a day and he goes and he visits all of the people who've been involved with the story. So we spend some time with Sharon. Um, she sorts her shit out, and then we go and we see. I never remember his name. Uh, the the grand whatever the creepy fifties cap that guy. Um, yeah. What is he? The, the grand he's a creepy something. Creepy fifties cap.
2: That's all creepy fifties cap. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's what we're gonna call him. That's his name. That should be on the Wikipedia entry. Someone yeah. do that. Grand um, director. Grand director. That's it. And we go to him, and he's walking around like uh, like Clark Kent in Superman two. Where am I? What do I do? Um, and this was, uh, drawn by Howard Jakin. I don't know what's happened to me, but at some point I've come around to Howard Jakin recently and I really,
1: so glad to hear that too, by the way, finally, (laughs)
0: um, really nice. Um, and it's this great, like you could, you could do, you could do a grand director miniseries. I think it'd be pretty neat. Um, and then we go to girl Bucky who's from a, from a, um, I guess a parallel universe, which they do in Marvel now. Um, I don't know what number. And she follows Eli. I love Eli. I could use more of him all the time. That would be cool. His story and background and everything is really interesting. And then we're off to what is a wonderful chunk of David Aja art in the Crossbones story. Who apparently, by the way, like they have the worst prison ever.
2: (laughs) No. It's starter prison. It's like AAA prison. You start there before you move up to the real one. He just went, you know, I don't think that I want to be guarded anymore. And he kills everybody. I mean,
0: you need to check your procedures. Um, there's, no, there's no telling what happens after this. I, they, they throw some tear gas. They have some sex. I don't really know. <laughs> um,
2: but it was fun. Well, I, and hear, then, I course, hear the tear gas heightens the orgasm. That's what I've heard.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, I, that was kind of weird for me. And then, of course, we're off to the Avengers where, for some reason, Clint Barton is wearing Hulk pants. Can anybody explain <laughs> to me why Clint Barton has Hulk pants? And then everybody else is in full
2: uniform. It's very strange. And no, then they go Cage a, isn't wearing pants. Yeah. They go
0: to a concert at the park. <laughs> and apparently, Simon and Garfunkel play, um, <laughs> which and Clint's a big fan of Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, it's very much a it gets us to where we are kind of story, um, with like character moments and things like that. I found it enjoyable. I like the different artists, um, but I thought that the the things that really surprised me with this little recap of sort of life before Brubaker Cap, um, written oh, by that Roger was, that was Ro- the
2: best part,
0: Roger Sterling. Um, Stern, roger sterling roger Stern. Roger, i'm sorry yeah roger, roger sterling from <laughs> i really want Mad Men to come back apparently um, <laughs> and 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 oh i hadn't seen one of the watchdog guys with the bubble head in a while the baseball helmet um we go through some time with his ex-girlfriend bernie um it, i really liked and then finally like there's this cool little story from mark wade and dale eaglesham about about like a, a world without cap and how their collector's market exists just you know, it was a good time all around this issue. I don't. I. I don't. I wish that I hadn't had to go out like you know, travel far to get the one thing. I would have just taken it on a on a Wednesday. But then again, I may not have spent as much time with it if I just bought it on Wednesday. So, uh, you know, it, it was good. Probably not worth all of the mainstream hype that it didn't get specifically, but. Um,
2: Good. I mean, did you guys like I it? It was, an old, it was an old school Cap book. If you've been reading Cap like I have for like 20 years and like the, the Bernie stuff, because that was like a whole era of Cap in the 80s. Yeah. And that was a nice, that was a nice callback because that era doesn't often get talked about in the current mm-hmm. storyline. And this was, a, this was a nice love letter Cap. I loved the Mark Wade story with all the memorabilia. Um, it was a really solid issue. I mean, I, I think it's too bad that it got caught up in all the other economic stuff that They went with it, but well, before before we
1: get to that, I mean, like the the my only my only uh, complaint, and it's totally a nitpick complaint, is that there were so many great artists on the main story, and on the on the (laughs) first page they list all the artists, but I mean, I wanted to like it'd be better if they did pages like who did what page, you know, um, or who did what story. If they just made it a little clearer what artist was, like I happen to know who David Aja is, so you know, but if somebody's new to it, you know, I can't imagine. I don't know. That's just a little complaint, but um, but anyway. Um. So, but no, but it was a great issue, and I just think it's really you know like looking into the the hype and the, the business side of things. Um, you know, just it, I I think you know not to get too much into the industry side of it, but everybody because everybody's talking about it. Um, you know, just the, the whole Monday thing. I I don't think was a, was a success. Um, I think a lot of the press they tried to recreate what happened on twenty when issue number twenty five, and it was a big uh, a big problem that none of the actual newspaper articles mentioned six hundred was out today. They were all talking about reborn. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I the thing is, I work in marketing by day, so I understand what they what they're doing and why. But um, it just you know, you want to drum up business. People were talking about it. You know, I mean, like we had a huge day on ifanboy.com on Monday. I mean, like there were a ton of people there talking about it. So in that regard, it worked. But it was not the not the warm and fuzzy kind of press that we all love.
2: I think part of the problem was that most, not most, I don't want to make, but a lot of stores couldn't get the book or they didn't get the book or they didn't want to pay the extra f- they, it cost the stores extra to get the book on Monday and a lot of them just said screw it I'll get it Wednesday. And so when you had you had a for the stores that did get it and people that did buy it it was great. But for everyone else, you know, it was just there, there was just no and you know the the reasons why behind why they had to do it Monday are speculated about in the New York Times and all this there's a they have the, in order to get in the New York Times, they had to get it out on Monday because that's when the only time they could put, put the story out. But right.
1: and, the th- and the thing is, is that I mean, and it's tough because it's like the the argument I was talking to a friend of mine who works in the in the industry, and, and his, his resp- you know I was kind of giving him a hard time, bad, and his response is like, oh well, we don't want people, you know, we don't want new people to read comics, you know, like well, <laughs> yeah. and and my response is like, right, but how many people outside of comics knew this was happening, you know, I yeah. mean, like
0: how the, many people outside of comics know that Wednesday or Monday, what's the difference is anyway, just exactly make the book be there exactly,
2: so. At the end of the day, I, I didn't read a single story that mentioned the, this book. They were all talking about Reborn. So even if they did read it, and they wouldn't know that I had to go buy this issue.
0: I feel like the Monday push would have been better served if they'd done it for the first issue of Reborn.
2: Yeah, I to- totally agree. I think the first issue of Reborn, because the, that's the
1: issue that Steve Rogers is actually coming back. Steve Rogers isn't even in this book.
0: This is like the whole Batwoman thing, when she got all this press, but there wasn't a Batwoman book. But,
1: exactly, yeah.
0: There still isn't. It, it's <laughs> coming soon, but <laughs> <laughs> and it's- I don't know how many years ago that was, but yeah. shit.
1: But I mean, but but still, for I mean, for 4.99, I'm happy with the, this kind of this celebration, and you get a great Golden Age backup, which, by the way, creepy as hell. Two things: one is the Red Skull wearing the Captain America costume, just like the, in the Mark Miller story that came out a couple of weeks ago, the Wolverine. Yes. Which I was like, ooh, creepy. And then there's one pa- there's one panel, of the Red Skull shooting a bow and arrow at Captain America, which cracks me up. So I don't know why. <laughs> I love these Golden Age stories. They could reprint these all the time. So. Yep. Um, the little cover gallery at the end was cute, but uh, at, at, towards the end it got so small I couldn't really, look, couldn't really see it.
0: Because they took all the things from comic book bro- from ComicBrowser.com. <laughs> <Yeah. to cover laughs> browser, so they were all like 300 – Cover uh, browser or whatever. <laughs> we didn't even use those for the video show. We can help yeah.
1: it. So to, move, so to move across the pond to the other captain, Captain Britain and the MI-13 number 14 came out. And I did not see this swerve coming.
0: No, I I was trying to spend time whether I wanted to be annoyed with it or not. You know what I mean? Like I was like, wait a minute. So we were doing the dream sequence thing, but it, it all made sense. Yeah. Like it,
2: it was it was total it's, it, sort of it's, perfect. It's not a dream comic sequence though. No, I mean, no, but I mean,
1: it goes right. back to the story arc with the with the with the whole that dream space or whatever that 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 whatever that right.
0: being That's that all...
1: yeah that makes you think that you're getting whatever you want and the fact that they okay. routed that to Dracula was just genius and I didn't and I completely didn't see it coming I completely and, nope. and when I got like halfway through it it was like a big oh so Paul Cornell you get thumbs you know thumbs
0: up for me it was, it was it was high level plotting. I think because it was all right there for us to sort out if we'd wanted to, I guess. But but you just didn't see it coming because it was like, how do I take these elements and do something interesting with them? Um, so like on the one hand, all of the things that happened last time that we were like, oh that's so cool, they didn't really happen. But you, c- you can't fault them for why. Like it, it's it's just kind of no, it, it it sort of let us do the like set up the status quo a second time yeah which which is fun yeah um and damn-
1: and the fact that they're canceling it we all lose so i just i have to
0: say that every time we talk about
1: captain britain i'm sorry
0: I'm just- <laughs> no, it, totally. in fact there's only one more issue left like they canceled it fast uh, it yeah. wasn't like we're gonna let them work it out to six more issues it was just like oh by the Those way at the three. end of this dinner i'm divorcing you uh, what <laughs> I-
1: and and, and Faza didn't die though so that was good
0: no yeah and, but her dad's a vampire that sucks
1: that sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna make Thanksgiving difficult. Oh, she's so not married. Dad, American. you want to come
0: by for dinner? I, they don't do Thanksgiving. They're a Muslim and b British. I mean, just not, <laughs> it's not happening.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> so,
2: oh god, that's funny. The so bloodiest cover of the week was Invincible 63, which, um... now, In- Invisible Sixty Three,
1: which now Invisible Sixty Three was a very close runner up to the pick of the week for me. Um, it-, it made it made me at the end of it go, oh wow, they they really did it
0: i will say that i think that if you were following images twitters over the past couple of weeks like they gave it away and went oh i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> no they know no, and I was, no and they never said oh i'm just kidding they gave they they gave it away and they I also wrote, they
0: did because and, i was like that is totally what's gonna happen
1: and they also wrote the best press release ever for it too which, yeah. is, they did. which is fantastic it was great. but um but yeah and you can follow image at on twitter at com slash image comics but um uh, I mean, the thing is, is that 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 kind of goes into the, my theory where it's like a lot of with this stuff, you know, like we don't want it to be spoiled. We don't know what happens. But like, OK, yes, that event happened, but it's how it happens and what happens is what makes it so good. And that's why, you know, so like I didn't care that I knew it was coming. Well,
0: you know, know what? The thing is, this feels like a natural uh, progression for I mean, like a natural end of this sort of part of the story arc form. Like and it had to where it's 63 issues like that's five years You've got to. You've got to finish this.
1: We should probably mention what happened. Is that no? <laughs> we
0: can't. <laughs> we can't? If, if you've read it, you know. If you uh, haven't, then you don't. Well, so.
1: all I gotta say is that it w- was great. In the notes, the little the the at the at the top of the mail column, you know, Kirkman apologizes. He goes, I'm sorry, I didn't want to, but I had to. You know, so
0: yeah. Uh, so. Well, that's that, that's that's when you know how it how it works. Like, well, this yeah. is what had to happen.
1: Yeah. But um, um, but this, this story arc has been great and is totally, like, the, the thing is with every issue, I wonder, like, where is he going to go from here? Like, I don't understand, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's not, you know? So. Um,
0: I think more than anything, like, I can never, no matter what happens in an issue of Invincible, like, I, I can never fault it. Even if I don't like the story, I'm just like, man, Ryan Otley. I mean, you want to just talk about a guy who's doing classic superhero comic book pages and, and and if you look at like the places where they're breaking out of the panels and the you know, when the fists are coming at you and just images that feel like something. I mean like you see violence in things a lot. I think one of the only one of the other guys who can do this really well is um is Derek Robertson. Um but this was it was like a tour de force of of, of both art and of coloring. And a lot of people are, could say it's it's gory. Um, but that's kind of the point. Like, you you love these characters, theoretically, and, and it's supposed to hurt. Like, it's not supposed to be good. This is this is certainly no worse than what happens in Walking Dead, so, you know, you, you can't fault them for that. The Battleship page is awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, and again, no, like you mentioned the colors. Like, again, with Phonogram, Matthew Wilson, and I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but... F- I just say FCO. FCO, Placenia. Placenia awesome I'm color. Sure. A- also, Awesome colors. Amazing. Like, good. The color, <laughs> you know, and even with Cliff, Rath- R- Cliff Rathburn's inks, I mean, like... Some, like the the one scene when the guy puts the hand in the thing in the in mm-hmm. the person yeah. um, the depth and the like it, it, it was just great this is great this is great modern comics so
0: the big the big double page spread of of conquest um uh, was was probably one of my favorites because it's just like shit this shit, this shit just is like there's no getting connor it's okay he's
1: not even listening um, it's okay <laughs> uh-huh. so. All right, Fine. We'll, well, we'll move on. We'll move on from here, so Connor How did can you get know? back into the game. Right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody.
0: So, so yes, yeah, I, so I can't
1: believe they killed Invincible.
0: Oh, my God. Tim <laughs> Kid Omni boy is gay. <laughs> <laughs> gay doesn't count as a bug alien. Son of I'm
2: a right. bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. G.I. Joe Cobra, number four. Can we talk about that? Can yes, we move we on to it. that now? Yes, Excellent. Um, this is a fantastic miniseries, and even though there's a special issue coming later in the year, this is the last issue of the mini, and we talk about it to death. But it's such a it, it turned out to be such a great surprise. One of the best books of the year um, ended strong. I think ended it the only way it could end, and I think it ends in a way that promises more, which is even better hmm. than just yeah, you know Chuckles wrapping everything up. And, uh, so, if you thing. in the third issue, Chuckles was forced to shoot Jinx, to his hand, his handler. He's undercover, infiltrating Cobra. He um, shot, had to shoot Jinx to prove he was loyal. He was in love with Jinx. He was, Jinx was his only lifeline to the real, real world. He had to kill her. So this issue is dealing with the fact that he is now um, broken from that, but also pissed, but also determined to take out, take down Cobra. And Tomax and Zaymat show up, which was pretty good. I
1: awesome. love Tomax and Zamot They're my favorite Cobra guys.
2: <laughs> I, I
0: will say that this one, because it sucked me more into the – I guess real GI Joe and Cobra world it threw me for a little bit of a loop cuz I guess one of the things that I liked about it before was I didn't know anything about it and so when Tomax and Zaymot show up you are like oh okay all right I am in this world but it, it was done well I can't I can't complain about that at all and like they even explained like the scar on the one dude um and I really liked the like basically the plan for what Cobra is and how they operate and gave it a real economic and tactical Reason for being. I was really impressed by, um, so that that was cool. You know, just like the the art has been, you know, just up to par. Like it has been in the rest of it, really sort of stark um, and appropriate and and good. And what a great little mini series from out of nowhere.
2: I just didn't want it to end. You know, it's just fantastic. <laughs> but um, but I do like where it's all heading. I do like that they can give us more. And I think they will because from what I hear from stores, it's it's sold way more than they expected. Then they had to order more copies. So I feel I feel like they'll if they're smart they'll, they'll put more out because I, I can't imagine they expected to sell any
1: right. I, I, we should I mean I wonder what the reaction has been on their side like the because it's been everyone has in agreement a total critical enjoyment of it mm. uh, you know and so yeah i mean if they're smart they'll they'll spin it off to a series or keep it going because it sounds like this is the book that everyone is talking about
2: well even even more minis that's fine with me just doing it that way and the thing is they, they've already changed origins to be a regular series which is really in my mind usurped the regular book as the gi joe book i was talking to josh about how in my mind now gi joe is gi joe origins i don't even need the regular book if they're going to keep it going like so if you're going to
0: start from the beginning start from the beginning
2: right so mm. it's just uh, it was a great Four was great. I was I was looking forward to the one of the mo- most of this books that came out this week, and it was fantastic. Um, also, great art in it too, which we don't talk about enough.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, incognito number four. Um, this has probably been my favorite issue of the series so far. I think this was the one where
1: I like the last issue.
0: No, the last issue was okay, but I think that for the first time in this one, like I I kind of got hooked in by why I was supposed to care or what happens to Zach. I guess he was just kind of an, an entity that I, I didn't really care what happened to before, one way or the other. And in this, I just I found it interesting. Like he's because now he's finally he's in a predicament where he doesn't know where to go and he doesn't know what to do, and that's the part that hooked me in. Whereas before it seemed fairly straightforward. Um, I think I think Val Staples is earning his Eisner nomination in this one. Yes. Also, uh,
1: I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and and, and possibly uh, get yelled at, but Sean Phillips art a little rushed maybe. Some, page, some, I, I, panels. some panels were a little sketchier than usual and a little, I don't know, in my mind. I mean, I don't know, no, but I could be
0: I don't wrong. see that. In fact, I think okay. it looks tighter than normal.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know I would, what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> you don't. But I will say this. I still don't care. Yeah. I don't care about the characters. Or the, or, I mean, I find the book more interesting than good.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. at this
2: point, I still would rather him do, go back to criminal. I just don't really care about what happens to these people.
1: Yeah, there's yet sure. there's yet for I, I I somewhat agree with that. There's yet to be aside from the humor in the last issue. There's yet to be the thing that is like, oh my god, I have to read this. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Like when it comes out, I go, okay, interesting, but I don't get excited for it like I do for Criminal or for any of the other sleeper or any of the other books I did. Right. It's just like it comes out and I go, okay, well, this will be an interesting read, and it's interesting and it's well done, and there's nothing bad about it. I just don't, I'm not hooked into the characters at all, so I don't want to know what happens next. More as I would play. say,
0: uh, I gained a fifty percent hike in interest in this one. Okay. So That's so that, that was good. I, maybe, maybe it's because I was just like, oh, here's another one of these. Yeah. Like, it's good. Whatever. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like an album by some band that was really good and you've been listening forever, but oh, well, here's another one. It's fine. Um, no, no, I like this one. So. Cool. leave for me. All right. <clears throat> hey, folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm just doing things like a radio. <laughs> hey, folks, have you been interested in trade paperbacks or possibly hardcover comic book collections? <laughs> sorry yes um, you can go to th- thank you well Connor welcome. you can go to instocktrades.com for up to 37% off of your trade paperback needs and free shipping all over, on all orders over $50 you know they have over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and since we got what? that number a while I bet there's even more than that because hundreds of books come out every week new releases well, are listed every single maybe they stick at 5,400 well
2: no over 5,400 implies to infinity so they can ha- keep true. that forever
0: Okay, that's true. It's not a wrong statement. Um, new releases are listed every single Wednesday, and orders usually ship within 48 hours, so when you need to have something in your hot little hands, that's the best way to go to www.instocktrades.com. You can get this month's Book of the Month, I Kill Giants, at 47% off, which is $10.07. That's a ridiculous deal for a book that everybody seems to like a good deal. Um, also, speaking of I Kill Giants, you can go listen to the TalkSplode we did with Joe Kelly. Um, that's at ifanboy.com.
2: It was a good one. Okay. I just listened to it the other day. Good job, oh, thank you. He's good job, good Paul and Josh. And <clears throat> yeah.
1: Paul snuck in on you on that one. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul's on that one. So, but yeah, I Kill Giants, fantastic. So we're talking about Cable again. Well, real real quick. So we're gonna go. We're 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 running long on time. So we're gonna run through a bunch of books. Um, cable number fifteen, uh, continuing the Messiah War. And it's just continuing to be great. It's just, you know, even even though I hate the art, I don't like um, uh, Ariel Olivetti's art, um, the story is just really compelling. And and, uh, Dwayne Straczynski is doing a great job with this crossover. And it's it's almost over. And it's been so, it's been almost as enjoyable as the War of Extension one. So, what happened to McKelvey? He just did a little He was a fill in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
2: Um,.
0: I can't believe that I'm sitting here listening to Ron talk about how much he likes seriously. The cable book. I mean,
1: Apocalypse is in it, Strife is in it, and it's great. It's really good. So
0: it's, it's as if you're just pushing me away, and
1: I'm not. Cra- and push- I'm not crazy because everyone agrees with me. So
0: oh, no, that's fine. Yeah. That's, Josh, that's weren't you thing? reading it at one point? I read the McKelvey issues. Uh, and I read a couple. of them. Like it was okay. It's just like I well, just didn't well, care.
1: well, the difference from what you've read is that what you were reading was a lot of the build up to what we're in right now and right now is 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 it's rolling. I mean like it, there's a lot of action right now and it ended on a big cliffhanger and I just I can't wait to see how it ends.
0: You really so. don't like future mutant things for whatever reason. Just, I, I love
1: time travel. I like mutants. No, no, so, yeah. I,
0: I get that. And yeah. a lot of people do and, and you know, like it was good. Svirsky's definitely got the chops. It just wasn't my thing. Um Ultimate Spider-Man Requiem number 1 we return to a a New York City that is no longer...
1: So I thought this um, was really interesting because it has a cover by David LaFuente, who's going to be the new penciler on the, on the series, and, and it's, which is going to be awesome. And then it starts off with you know, moments after Ultimatum, and Stuart Iman does the art uh, telling of uh, J. Jonah and, and what's-his-face Urich and Robbie going back to the offices of the Bugle. And then um, J. Jonah sits down to write a piece about Spider-Man, and then we get a Mark Bagley tale of Spider-Man. Great way to kind of wrap up the,
2: the show, I think. Well, more, there's one more right. issue, but... Yeah, yeah, wrap but the,
1: yeah, no, but I mean, this whole idea, a great way to wrap up the run.
2: Yes, yeah. I really like this issue a lot. Yeah. It really, it, it sort of encapsulated all the eras. Yeah. You know, it was nice. It was for when, when I turned the page, the Bagley, the Bagley art, I was like, ooh. Yeah. You know, it was a nice return to that. And, and so, the,
1: the question being, isn't Bagley exclusive to DC? Did they let him do this, or was this an old story that never got published?
2: He just he kept drawing at one point, <laughs> and they were like, well... Little, he couldn't stop. <laughs> he woke. He, he went to sleep one night. And woke up and there was pages. <laughs> he did a whole issue. Yeah. Yep. It was amazing. so it was. I really liked it a lot. I liked it, I liked the fact that the ultimatum had consequences, and I like what it did to the characters. And I like that it made everybody sort of refocus on you know because it had gotten a little stale at the end. But I liked the. I liked the change in J. Jonah. And it was really good. And it was a really good issue. Yeah,
1: it was. It was really good. I can't wait for the second one. So
2: cool.
0: That uh, of awesome.
2: Yes, that's what I was going to say. So you're cool. <laughs> number one. Batman's got The Gotham number one. Paul Dini, Dustin Gwynn, and, and Ron, you broke your Paul Dini streak, didn't you? What do you mean? You, you, you were going to buy his Batman books. He, he wrote this? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. I'll go back and buy it. I didn't even know he, he wrote it. He's writing two Batman books.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Okay.
2: This one is the Streets of Gotham, and it's, it's more of the, it's, as the title says, the street-level stuff. There's a lot of Commissioner Gordon in this issue, a lot of cop stuff. Ron, you might actually prefer the other book, which is going to be Harley, and, and it's going to be Poison Ivy. And, uh, so you might actually like that one more. But this is more – this is this is a very classic Batman tale. It it, it doesn't get caught – I mean it's Dick and it's Damien but it doesn't get caught up in that stuff. It's just telling the stories. Very funny. Harley Quinn gets – the co- they, she goes shopping. She's been let out of jail. She's free. She's not you know wanted. She goes shopping. The the, the store calls the cops. The cops all swarm because it's Harley Quinn. And she's like, I was just shopping. And of course, Batman and Robin show up. And it was – you know, it's Paul Dini doing Batman and it's interesting. It's, it's just strong. And then there's backup stories of Manhunter from – Mark Andreko with art by George's Ginty from Buffy. I don't know what that means or his Buffy work, but um, I just really like this a lot. It was, it was very, very solid.
0: Gwen is, is like, he's badass. Yes. Like he's really good. Like, I, I flipped through it. I um, was just looking at the art, and I was like, man, he, you know, like, from where he started and, and the kind of stuff that he's putting on, his covers are always amazing. I don't know what it is about that dude, but he does great, great covers.
2: Yeah, no, his, his artistic style is fantastic. I love the, the final page of Batman and Damien on the, on the roof overlooking the city. It was just very atmospheric, very shadowy, and it's just a cool. beautiful-looking book. Hey, are you,
0: are you guys excited for uh, Josh's Vertigo Corner? <laughs> Yay! It's time uh, for Josh's Vertigo Corner. I'm going to go refill my drink. Uh, <laughs> oh, bite me. Uh, Fables Crossover Part 8 of 9. There is a, a a wind that is blowing through the internet about people who are not liking this crossover. I'm not one of them. I feel like it's moved fast enough. We're getting a new book every week. The next week or the next issue. I don't know if it's next week or the week after is the last one. I thought this was a ton of fun. Uh, and I, I mean, I know there's a few people who've liked it and some who haven't. But for me, like there was all this action in this one. As soon as like yeah, little girl, uh, little girl Bigby goes nuts and kills a bunch of people. Um, and it all sort of fits together plot-wise. I really enjoyed this, and, and I thought it was a fun crossover. I thought it was a good experiment. You can't always stay the same. My pick. So it's of the over week.
2: now? It's over now?
0: One more. One more issue. All right. The literal is number three. It's either next week or the, the next. Um, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was scratching my ass, dude. I'll be honest. My pick of the week probably would have been Hellblazer 256. I was so unhappy that Pete Milligan was taking over this book, and it's been excellent just carrying on from the Andy Diggle stuff. Uh, art by Giuseppe Camancoli who did I had a pick of the week of Hellblazer a couple of last year, I guess. Art I was by who? It Like a week ago, Giuseppe Camancoli When I um. Who? I'm, you just want me to keep saying it, don't you? <laughs>
2: yes. Say it funnier.
0: Giuseppe a What do you have to do? Do the pencil. And,
1: uh, some, and somewhere my grandfather's rolling in his grave.
0: Listen, I complained the last time that he drew John Constantine <laughs> with a double, double-breasted jacket. <laughs> but it turns out that this time he no longer do that because they don't dress like Don Mafia from Sicily. It makes no sense. You're
1: almost, anyway. you're almost as offensive as the Olive Garden.
0: <laughs> you're the one who goes it's me it's me Mario <laughs> me Italian stereotype <laughs> uh, anyway in this one what we find that Pete Milligan is doing the best <laughs> is he finds out that John needs love but he cannot have a good relationship so it, what this is about. He tries to date this doctor. She's a redhead with glasses, quite a smoky, you know, and uh, is very good. Is I don't know why I went to Russian there. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: always do that. It just runs off. And...
0: I can't I don't know why. Yeah. Great, great issue. These have been really good. This whole like scabby thing that he's had going on has been fantastic. I loved this pick of the week for me. Great.
1: Cool. All right. So if you go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, you can see all the comics that came out this week and you can also rate and review your books and you can write a review. And this week, um, we're going to highlight a couple of reviews of pick of the weeks that nobody picked. And um, (laughs) the first review comes from Flapjacks, who wrote a review of Final Crisis Aftermath Dance Number 2. And he gave the story a 4 out of 5 and the art a 2 out of 5. And like I said, nobody made it their pick of the week. Um, And Flapjack says that Joe Casey Casey knows how the game works and how the gullible minds of the masses, that means you probably, whether you want to admit it or not, we're all a bit brainwashed these days, are manipulated given instant gratification at the expense of free will, basically. Also, I caught the subtext in this issue about how bad capitalism at its worst can lead to zombifying collectivism. Not sure how to call it socialism, as Casey intimates, but not that I'm a fan of socialism, but it just seems incorrect in this instance. The point isn't pushed for far in the issue, which is as it should be. The comic knows its limits. It doesn't try to do too much or seem more important than it is. The casual reader might think there's not a lot to this series, nothing beyond the surface, and that the young, the, the young team are paper thin, but to me it seems there, there really is quite a bit right there on the surface. If you know and enjoy the stuff that Casey's pointing out, at rolling his eyes at and laughing about
2: that's a long review it's a long review
1: yeah so
2: but i really like this book a lot this is the this is the only aftermath book i'm still no that's not true i'm still reading run but this is the best one i think i really like this this is really impressive there's a lot of good media commentary in this in this in this book
0: that's joe's that's that's joe's wheelhouse
2: yes totally it's he loves it it's great my favorite Um, part of this
0: is the uh i don't know what his name is but the angry japanese like old hero
2: Yes. Oh, um, Oof. like rising sun or something like that. Yes,
0: I'm like I love that guy. He's he's pissed off.
2: <laughs> he's pissed off and drunk and angry about the kids these days. Yeah, that'll be fun. I I just I was surprised. I I like the idea of this, this Japanese team. I like all their I like the fact that they're the reality heroes and it's and it's all the all the meta commentary on the media and the and celebrity these days and it's just really strong. I like the art too. It's Chris Cross, and
0: Chris Cross is actually no. Chris Cross is off the this one. Oh, is he? Um, this is somebody else. But I didn't think it You're was right. that bad. It wasn't, it wasn't like super crisscross art, but it, it, it did its job. It was, it was dynamic enough, I thought.
2: Pretty good. Changing Shades, Hero Gasm number two, story three out of five, art two out of five. Zero percent made it their pick of the week. Changing Shades says, man, what happened to John McRae's art? It used to be a lot more cartoony and fun. This stuff has gotten more realistic, yes, but also feels like porn produced by the Russian mafia. It's just slimy and not good at any level other than seeing the lengths of debauchery these people will sink to. Ennis does a great job with the characters, and as much as he hates capes, he still writes them interestingly.
1: I found it interesting – well, because we – I don't know if any of us – Josh, are you still reading anything boys related or – Yet. Okay, So none of us are reading the boys or this Herogasm book, and I found it interesting that this review focused on the art – (laughs) when <laughs> basically the story is just heroes fucking all the time so it's <laughs> I don't
0: know if that's different than what the boys was but apparently this is yeah this gets war. a little deeper
1: so, um, so yeah. are you reading it Ron? no fuck no I, I flipped through it in the um, in the store and I and uh, there was one in the first issue there was one two page spread of all the heroes at this resort all you know in a big orgy in the bottom corner there's a girl who's you know, obviously getting pleasured and her legs are spread and there's just some flames and it took me a second to realize what it was and then I realized there was something like the human torch going down on her which is kind of funny and I just took it blue so I'm sorry about that um, I hope no kids are watching listening um, so, so go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics where you can uh, pick <laughs> pick your pick your books and rate and review them come back um, and when you're done reading your comics you're probably gonna want to watch a movie um, and you can get that from Netflix uh, Netflix has got over 100,000 titles if you sign up you get no late fees you get free shipping both ways they send you the DVDs to your house you can watch them, send them back um, you can, uh, they've got Blu-ray titles so if you've got a Playstation 3 or a Blu-ray player you can watch them they've got uh, super fast delivery you've got plans starting from $4.99 you can even, watch, you can even uh, watch it streaming on your Xbox 360 or your personal laptop and Chris Niesman loves that so um, head over to www.netflix.com forward slash iFanboy, and uh, you can uh, sign up for Netflix get a great deal starting at four ninety nine start watching movies and uh, I've been wa- I've been tearing through Netflix recently it's,
2: uh, I love it so I just watched Fanboys which was okay
1: yeah oh yeah I, somebody somebody I
2: M me about that and they said that was oh, it was really good and I was like oh so, you would like you it know? if 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 you would we're the right age range for that movie
0: yeah if you rate something on 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 Netflix and they see it on Facebook like they. Why didn't you like it as much as me? I, I don't know. I,
2: <laughs> it's email time. Our first email is from Joe, who's a.k.a. FroDog28. And Joe has, three, FroDog. FroDog. Joe has three points. His first point, just became a member, got my package. I've never read Madman before, but I'm excited to try it. Thank you, which is what we like to do with those books. Number two, FYI, Red Robin restaurants are not just the Midwest. They're also on the West Coast. As has been pointed out to me a lot. Good to know. <laughs> Thank you. Is the West Coast beyond New Jersey? Is that how – when it starts? Well, no. It's, it starts – yeah,
1: the Hudson River, right? And that's the West Coast. Yeah, and that's the West Coast, yeah. yeah right.
2: So, I understand. OK. Yeah. I will not
0: take part in this discussion.
2: <laughs> and, and upstate starts at Yonkers, right? That's definitely true. Yeah. It okay. starts at the Bronx, the Bronx border. <laughs> no, point three. Like Ron, I began collecting my comics obsession fully entrenched in X-Men with adjectiveless X-Men number one his, was his first comic. At first as a starry eyed youth, I thought that Professor X was this ultimately benevolent, wise savior. However, sometime in the past twenty years, he seems to have fallen from grace. Was this happening all along? Do you think it was necessary? Did he step aside to let X did he need to step aside to let X Men and Cyclops grow up? Ron.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that's the thing. I mean I mean you you put put them in this position of uh, just also kind of like what's going on with Batman right now where you put you put a character in a position where you know what they're responsible for and how do you make compelling stories is that you tear them down or you remove them or you have somebody move up, you know, up a notch. Um yeah. I think it's interesting to see what's been going on in Mike Carey's X-Men Legacy because it's been focusing a lot on Xavier and the effect that he's had on the X-Men and um and now uh, uh, this actually this week's X-Men Legacy ended with Norman Osborn Going to Xavier with a proposition So I'm kind of curious to see where that will go But to a certain degree, you know, it's kind of like with parents At some point, parents have got to let go of their kids And let them, you know, be their own people And that's kind of what, um, I think that's kind of what They're finally doing with Xavier Because for years, Xavier is just, um You know, Xavier would, would be there to guide And then he would, you know, go away Or he'd get healed and could walk And then get put back in a wheelchair And it was like, repeat, repeat, repeat So, um yeah, so I think the idea that he's you know he's kind of stepping away and letting Cyclops you know move up in in terms of the leading type thing. I don't know if it's falling from grace. I, I you know I still have a problem with the way way, way Brubaker handled the whole um, you know Xavier manipulated and the other team and and you know lying to them and all that kind of stuff. I think that's gonna play it a little a little harsher than it needs to be. But you know what are you gonna do? So all right, there you go. All right, our next um, email Gosh. Josh has got to read.
0: Okay, this has is, this is, uh, been challenged, so uh, it'll make sense at the end. <clears throat> hey, guys, this is Mark from Australia. I have a question for Josh. Which series do you prefer, Lucifer or Sandman? Lucifer is one of the best series I've read, but I couldn't even finish Sandman. I got about halfway through, in the, through the third trade before giving up. But since you like both, which do you prefer? Also, if Josh reads us an Australian accent, I'll sign up for an iFanboy mem- membership. Cheers, guys. So, there you go. There we go. We're hey whores. We're, we're whores. <laughs> I'm a whore. I will, what do you want me to... I will I, I'll dance for you, whatever.
1: Honestly, that sounded a bit more New Zealand than Australian.
0: Now it's very slower. It's different. <laughs> uh, anyway. Hi, right, do we, we take raw before they started? All right. <clears throat> um, the question at hand is, which would you prefer, Lucifer or Sandman? Um, yeah. And while I, I did make it through Sandman a couple times, uh, I actually probably would prefer Lucifer. I, I liked it. It was a... Uh, more of a straight-through story about a couple of characters who I was much more invested in than I had been um, with, with Sandman. I think that Sandman is a lot of things. It's almost, it's like, almost like an anthology of sorts um, with, a, with a single thread that goes through it, but Lucifer is kind of one story straight-through that focuses on Lucifer and Elaine, um, and it's also one art team uh, for the most part, and it, it's totally one of, my, one of my favorite series, definitely one of my favorite Vertigo series ever.
2: I um, totally would have said picked that. You always talk about Lucifer a lot, so... I would mm-hmm. say that's not Sandman.
0: No, but. but I liked Sandman. And Lucifer, without, Lu- without Sandman, there is no Lucifer. So that's, that's also
2: key. I've read all of Sandman, but only one of Lucifer. So if that makes any difference, which it doesn't. Let's move on. No. Okay. Big Yanks writes in and says, Have you guys ever read Dead at 17?
1: I tried searching the site for any articles, but didn't find any. What are your thoughts and can you recommend it? Uh, Dead at 17 was uh, was published by Viper Comics originally, and actually there's a big collection of it that's being published um, by Image, um, and it was kind of like a horror story by – the guy's last name is Howard. I want to say uh, I, Josh uh, Howard, not the, not the guy uh, who does Wolfman, Jason Howard. Right.
0: Yes. Ron Howard.
1: That's, not Ron Howard, no. Not Ron. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so – so uh, Dead at 17, it was, a, it was a bit of a horror story kind of if I remember correctly. I read it when it came out when Viper was publishing it and thought it was really good. I really liked the art. Um, it, had to, it was very gory, very bloody. I want to say there are vampires in it. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah. So, I read
0: one issue and it was like the aftermath of a death. So it was just hanging yeah. out at the gravestone and being morose the whole time. Yeah
1: so um when the when the collection comes out from image i would definitely say pick it up because it was one of those really cool kind of indie books that you know that was self-published and was um different at the time and it kind of faded a little but um i'm excited to get that collection to kind of read it all in one big whole thing so oh i know it was ryan howard no it wasn't ryan howard i bastard all right all right
2: (laughs) anyway logan (laughs) writes in and he says you snooze you lose the early bird gets the worm he who hesitates is lost well, all that describes me in the 2009 San Diego Comic-Con. I went online the other day to see if I could get any day passes for this con as my holiday plans finally firmed up. And I was sad to see all the passes are sold out. Being a newbie to my, any con, much less the mac daddy of them all, do you have any suggestions for a latecomer? Have the organizations kept a few passes back that they release closer to the con? Is it worthwhile to search on eBay for con scalpers? Can I volunteer as Dan DiDio's personal bodyguard? What advice do you have to give a Johnny-come-lately?
0: He's-
1: that's a good question. I'm really, I mean, San Diego is sold out and I'm really curious to see if there are people going to be scalping ticket, like scalping passes. Like.
0: We have no experience with this because we, A, we prepare way ahead of time. And, and really our lesson here is, and I told you so, I think, you started off with a lot of Ben Franklin aphorisms and we're just going to say you suck. No, I don't know. Is there an aftermarket for these? You know when you've no done idea. this kind of thing. The comments and let us know because I've seen this question around a lot lately because I don't think people expected it.
1: Yeah, I I don't. I I don't know what to expect with the sellout. I don't know if there if there are going to be scalpers standing like by the by the trolley tracks, like scalping passes. That's two got two got two. Batman
2: got two. Batman.
1: (laughs) It's like going to a Yankee game. That happens the whole
2: freaking way from the subway to the stadium. Exactly. Uh, There's cops everywhere. Don't they care about scalpers? Well, no. You can scalp.
1: You can scalp within 150 feet of the venue. I think that's the rules in New York. I mean, you can. I mean, scalping is it's illegal to do it like right at the gate. But if Mm -hmm. you're if you're like at the edge of the park parking lot you can it's it's legal it's okay so not that i, I it's legal to sell them
0: yeah. it's legal to buy them <laughs> but <laughs>
1: um but anyway so you know what
0: they call a san diego comic-con in france no <laughs> the royale with geeks
1: <laughs> but i don't know like they're not going to open up more passes uh, i don't know what they're going to do and this is kind of you know it's it's i don't think anybody really expected it to be this early
2: so yeah it was i mean it sold out with months ago Months, Add a lot. Well, it Hold
0: makes it. sense. I mean, for, they they sell out the hotels months ago. It should make sense. Oh, months
2: ago. Uh, well, the, yeah. the hotels. Is, ago. The
0: hotels is a bit of a
1: myth. It's a little bit of a myth. If you're like us and you need to go, then you need to get the you need to get the the hotels early when they go live. But the hotels as we get closer, people are going to start canceling rooms. Like so, if you wanted to like say, yeah, I'm going to go to San Diego. Let me see what I can do. You know, let me. I, you could probably find a room. Um, whether or not you can get into the con is that that's going to be the problem. It used to be that you can just walk up and buy a pass, but now that's going to be an issue. So, mm-hmm. so anyway. Um, all right, that's
0: cool. get a lot of the entertainment industry who sort of goes down. They do everything last minute, and they yeah. they try to go down on the whim. Yeah.
1: So and you know if you want, I mean you you can go down on a whim, and you can you know post. I've I've already seen people posting on Twitter, hey, because they have an extra bed or space on the floor, can I crash? Um, you could do that
2: if you want to. Uh, I mean, but you can
0: make an independent book and get on a panel. That's yeah. that's there's my advice. <laughs>
2: We, we, we have space on the floor for $1,000 for our hotel floor.
1: <laughs> and, the, 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 and just to, on the panel note, uh, the panel schedules, uh, the panel submissions are all closed and they've received all the panels they're going to do. And there is going to be a podcasting panel and we will be on it as well as some other podcasters. So stay tuned for more info about that. So, um, so if you have any questions or if you have any um, accents that you want Josh to imitate on the show, uh, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Um, and normally we do voicemails at this time, but because we're doing the whole Ustream thing and because we ran a little long, we're not going to do any voicemails this week. Um, but so it's very exciting because we have a giveaway to announce. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, the, the, the giveaways are all are, are attached to our, our membership program, which is, which is how the, the viewers and the users can help support iFanboy. If you go to ifanboy.com slash store, you can, you can purchase a membership, and you too will be eligible for amazing uh, giveaways. But mostly we would like you to do it to help support the show and the stuff that we do because it costs money and we don't have enough of it. Uh, to do all of the, the things that we need to do and, and, and keep going. So uh, if, if this is important to you, if the site is something and you like uh, you like watching it on Ustream, which we, we, we will try to do more, and you like listening to the shows and all that stuff, uh, becoming a member for the price of just one comic book a month, or you can do that in one payment, which is actually slightly lower um, – is a really great way to do that. So go to ifanboy.com slash store and and you can uh, it mean the world to us and thank you very much. Um, you can you can either join for four dollars a month or that's forty two a year or ten dollars a month or hundred dollars a year and and you'll get a prize pack uh, and some stickers and buttons and stuff with a comic book or you'll get a t shirt at the higher level. So that's that's fun stuff. If you're listening and you've been meaning to do it, here's a really good time and here's one of the reasons too. We have a giveaway. We've been talking about our Walking Dead companion that the lovely Connor is displaying. Um, he's so pretty. And also a couple of uh, Joe Casey books uh, with, with Chris Burnham sketches. Um, the, the grand prize winner is going to get that Walking Dead book and a copy of uh, Nixon's Pals and Godland Number 1. In Nixon's Pals will be a sketch from Chris Burnham, artist on the book, and they're both signed by Joe Casey. And then one runner-up will just get uh, the two Joe Casey books with a Chris Burnham sketch. So the runner-up is Jake Lee from Mississippi. You're going to get Those two books, and the grand prize winner is Frank Knight, which is a fantastic detective name from Oregon and he's going to get the Walking Dead compendium with the two Joe Casey books, Nixon's Pals and Godland. Both get my personal seal. All three of those are excellent books from Image, by the way. Yep. Really so, good content. So congratulations,
1: Jake and congratulations, Frank. We'll be contacting you by email and we'll get your, um, we have your addresses, but we'll just confirm and we're going to send it to you. Um, and really, the, you know, if you want to we've already given away a page of original art from Mike Allred. We've already given away, you know, we just gave away the Walking Dead compendium and that signed stuff. We've got some great, cool um, uh, giveaways planned. We're going to be getting a lot of uh, signed stuff from creators that san diego and things like that so seriously you know become a member go to ifanboy.com forward slash store and that's where you can sign up
0: so and thank okay. you for everybody uh we'll try to get as many it, more prizes as we can out to it
1: people. really is my goal for every member to eventually win something so hmm. it might take years but that's okay what if a, what if
2: what if you offered hugs <laughs> sure
1: hugs <laughs> I think you, you can hug every have, member yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna uh-uh. come to your house and hug you
0: that won't be creepy <laughs> Um, you can go to ifanboy.com to read the pick of the week review that Ron wrote and the ensuing discussion Uh, Kieran and Jamie showed up which by the way I love people are like oh yeah you're right (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh-huh. It's hard to say the <laughs> awkward stuff to their face, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I love
0: that. Uh, <laughs> there's also all sorts of other really good stuff that shows up on the website every week. Um, and if all sorts of discussion and stuff like that. Pick your books. make Use the poll list. It's the coolest thing in the world. You can go to ifanboy.com slash about and find social network links to follow us around the rest of the time because we're always in front of a computer, it seems. Um, but it's our website, and we like it very much.
2: And I would also say Twitter is a good one to follow because things like the thing we're doing now, the Ustream show, gets announced over Twitter. Yes. So if you're following that, then you'll know when the shows are. Bing, bang, boom, you're in the show.
1: Twitter.com slash iFanboy.
2: And while you're at iFanboy, go to iFanboy.com slash store. You can get the Power Responsibility t-shirt, which is $15. It's a limited edition. We only, we only made a few of them. Well, more than a few. That would be three. But we we made, we made a bunch, and they're <laughs> they're selling. So make sure you get them now. Don't wait like you did for the Herm shirt because we I still get emails about the Herm shirt saying... When can I get the Herm shirt? And I, I'm sorry, no time soon. So, get to fanboy.com/store for that, or the original intern shirt at revision3.com/store.
1: Yep. if you head over to ifanboy.com forward slash amazon that is where you can buy stuff from amazon and help us out in the process you can buy video games comic books graphic novels music dvds anything you want from amazon go through ifanboy.com forward slash amazon helps us out in the process and we also list all the books that we talk about on the video show as well as we put some personal picks. and i just made a bunch of big amazon purchases this week i got the x-men on the bus finally and if anybody's out there with the x-men on the bus volume one with the jack kirby cover dust cover I'm, email i'm not me. sure this
0: is appropriate
1: no so email, <laughs> email me because i got amazon shipped me the alex ross cover and i want Ooh. the jack kirby cover so i will uh, let's swap let's swap the dust covers you know i'd really appreciate it so email me at ron at ifanboy.com thank you so go to ifanboy.com forward slash amazon as well <laughs> i didn't
2: approve this
0: <laughs> every single wednesday there's a new video at ifanboy.com or revision3.com slash ifanboy this past week i mean you saw a, a, a gush fest um, oh gushers <laughs> That's going to sell more videos if we don't, speci- <laughs> if we don't specify. Um, no, we talked about what Astro City, a book that we all loved and then all rediscovered the love of very recently because like, we had to read all the way through it. Just, I mean, th- to see the comments on that show and people either remembering that it was there or have gone and found it since then, uh, that enthusiasm is real. Um, this week coming up is actually going to be the, the best books of 2009 so far. That's, that's, that's the next show. Oh, it is? There was a slight program change.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Okay. <laughs> could have not said anything and we would have been fine. But there's <laughs> another one that will come up later. But we, we're, we're, we're doing best, best books of 2009
2: so far. Yes. Interesting. That's not what my script says. <laughs> I don't trust well, anything anymore. <laughs> Just
1: tune in on Wednesday and you'll find out what the show is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you have any questions, like we mentioned, you can email us at contact@fanboy.com or call and leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. And we'll, if we, if you keep it under thirty seconds and tell us where you're from, we'll get it on the show. And we love
2: answering your questions, and the weirder the better. So, well, I wouldn't say that, but uh, finally, you can leave a review on iTunes, either for the show or for the video show. It helps people find the shows when they're searching for podcasts on iTunes, and we appreciate it. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of you have not done so. So, if there's lots of you out there, please do would help even better yet to tell your friends your mom your podcasting buddies the hostages you've got held in your basement <laughs> jesus christ listen they wronged my family they would like something to do oh man Get them, drop an ipod down there next time <laughs>
0: just let them in, yeah, enjoy it so. they're like this is an old third generation one i picked up my old ipod the other day and i started tapping the screen and nothing happened i was like what the fuck
1: <laughs> man so um so we survived here. We had this live broadcast of the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast on Ustream. We might do this again in the future. Um, bumpy, bumpy. If you – a little rough, we thank everybody who tuned in and watched it. And if you want to see it, if you want to see us, email us and let us know. Or go to iFanboy.com, post in the uh, thread if you watched the stream. Let everyone know how much fun or how boring it was or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, and I think that's it. Unless there's any other, any other business, any other podcasting business, boys? Just kill
0: it. Kill yeah, it. Kill it. All right. Until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I am Josh.
1: Well, this is Jeff McPherson, Doctor Tiki of Tiki Bar TV, and you're listening to the
0: Ifo, oops, the I Pick of the Week podcast. <laughs> ah, wow! Here we are, in the
1: recording room. Aloha, where Josh, Connor, and Ron are taken. Ah, I'm falling apart now where Josh, Connor, and Ron are talking comic books. Oh, cock me in
2: the fucking face. I'm gonna get this one, this is gonna be my last one.